<clears throat> hey, how you doing? It's uh, Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. The day after Star Wars Day, if you care. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, you know, I do appreciate you. I always appreciate you coming. It's very nice of you. Uh, but tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the list. And if you can, bring someone along with you tomorrow. And by the way, I'm available on tons of platforms. You can just point out and Google it, and they can listen to me on any of their, uh, whatever uh, source they use, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or uh, Spotify or whatever. doesn't matter. <clears throat> the attorney for Derek Chauvin is filing for a new trial, and he may likely get it. It's very possible. Um, the motion is being filed on the grounds of juror misconduct and the judge's refusal to move the trial to a different location and sequester the jury. Uh, the refusal to move the trial in, in, is, in my opinion, pretty ridiculous. There isn't a place in the world where the trial could be held where they, they don't know about what he did, what Chauvin did. But <clears throat> the juror misconduct is a different thing. It has to do with Juror 52. That was the first guy who came out, you know, uh, publicly after the trial. Um, the complaint of uh, juror misconduct comes after a photo surfaced of, uh, of him attending the march on Washington last year. Uh, the march included speeches from George Floyd's family, and the juror is seen wearing a T-shirt that said, uh, Get your knee off our necks. Uh, the juror questionnaire before the trial included a question asking potential jurors if they had attended any protest over police brutality. And the juror in, uh, in question wrote that he had not. He was there. He, he told WCCO he, he answered no to the question because he was at the march in support of ramping up voter turnout for the 2020 presidential election, not protesting against police brutality. So <clears throat> I guess it depends specifically on what that protest was about on the mall, which was a whole mishmash of all sorts of th stuff. So it could be anything. I, I assume they'll question the juror, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, they, they might question him about what he was doing there. Uh, but the appearance of protesting is there. So I don't know what's going to happen. I will be surprised uh, uh, if a new trial isn't set. Though, of course, I hope we stick with what we got. Uh, I guess the question is, even if he hadn't gone, would there have been a difference? Maybe not. You know how I feel. I think they should let Derek Chauvin go. Just tell everyone when and where and let the people decide instead of the court. If the, if if they decided to let him go and told me when and where, I would be happy to show up and express my displeasure with how he acted. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> let's try and fix the world. Uh, <clears throat> federal prosecutors are seeking to submit uh, the huge trove of uh, information the FBI seized from uh, uh, Giuliani last week on Wednesday to... Uh, a court-appointed special master for reviews before any records are turned over to investigators. Um, this is to make sure, you know, records produced won't invade uh, into attorney-client privilege. This is, this is like a, a buffer between uh, 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 all, all, everything uh, taken from the server 
and the attorneys to make sure they don't get anything that they shouldn't get, you know. Lawyers from the office of U.S. Attorney uh, Audrey Strauss wrote in a letter sent last week to U.S. District Court Judge Paul Oaken. The government uh, considers it appropriate for the court to appoint a special master to make the privilege determinations as to material seized pursuant to the warrants. Uh, under um, under a special master process, a, a respected lawyer often it's like a judge or or um, uh, a magistrate or somebody formerly in power often supre- uh, supervises the sifting of emails, text messages, photos, audio, and video files to determine what is covered under the warrant. For instance, they had a warrant warrant for certain things. If uh, that photo shows up of Rudy Giuliani with a 15-year-old girl doing nothing in particular, if that happens to be there, then the judge would say, eh, this has nothing to do with the warrant. And he might not include it. Anyway, uh, the special master could also assess whether such records are covered by attorney-client privilege or other protections lawyers have for their records. In other words, if it was a private conversation had between him and Trump, then he wouldn't. But if there is expressed criminal intent in the private conversation, that's a little different. (laughs) Oh, God, I can't wait to see what's in those things. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he's a Democrat in New York, uh, joined with Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee Chairman Sherrod Brown from Ohio, who who is awesome. Uh, They joined together yesterday to unveil a plan backed by green groups and union leaders that would invest $73 billion in electrifying public transit. And when I say electrifying, I mean buses. Uh, The Clean Transit for America plan from Schumer and Brown is intended to not only combat the climate emergency and improve air quality with zero emission fleets, but also establish a workforce training program that will create well-paying union jobs. Um, Schumer said he he intends to ensure it uh, is included in the American jobs plan, you know, the uh, 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 Biden's. Uh, part of Biden, Biden's recently in, introduced the infra, infrastructure proposal. Uh, according to the uh, summary document today, there are approximately 70,000 mass transit buses and 85,000 cutaway vehicles and transit vans in America. Approximately 2% of those buses are zero emission vehicles. Uh, here in Los Angeles, uh, they have natural gas vehicles. They aren't zero emission, but they're much better than the diesel ones. Uh, and, you know, by the way, why is it all school buses are still diesel? Why is that? That's insane to me. I mean, our public transportation is natural gas, but but you're forcing children to inhale that toxic, disgusting mess? Anyway, the federal government can and should be in the business of aiding transit agencies in shifting their bus fleets to zero emissions, uh, according to the statement. Uh, Moving on, a federal judge has ruled that former uh, Attorney General William Barr was disingenuous. (laughs) I use that word all the time. I love disingenuous because Republicans are so disingenuous. 
uh, about the process uh, behind his decision to issue a memo clearing uh, then-President Trump on obstruction of justice charges. Uh, at issue is a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit seeking, among other things, a Justice Department memo that Barr said helped guide his decision to declare that the evidence described in special counsel Robert Mueller's report on his investigation into Trump did not support a charge of obstruction, even leading, leaving aside the policy against indicting a sitting president. Now, I'll tell you what this memo says. This memo says, hey, Barr, this is Trump. You better not do that. That's what the memo said. <laughs> uh, the the D, uh, Department of Justice has refused to um, give the March 24th, 2019 memo to a government transparency group saying the document represented the private advice of lawyers before any formal decision had been made and was therefore exempt from disclosure. In a ruling issued this week, U.S. District Court, uh, I'm sorry, U.S. District for the, yeah, U.S. District for the District of Columbia Judge Amy Berman Jackson uh, Jackson said the uh, memo should be released because it did not fit the exemption for deliberative documents under the law. Uh, in so doing, she called Barr's credibility into question, of course, and, and criticized the process under which he quickly issued a summary of the Mueller report that plaintiffs said appeared designed to create a narrative to counter the special counsel's findings and cast the president in a most positive light possible. You remember. I remember. We both remember uh, that BS memo that he put out about the Mueller report. This is while the Mueller, Mueller report was saying, saying, oh, oh, Trump, definitely. There's something there. And, and Barr is saying, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. There is nothing there. Nothing to see here. Move on. Brings back memories of a, being a cloud over the vice president's vice presidential office, Dick Cheney. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Uh, the deadline for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to form a new government has expired. It's over. Poop. Done. Uh, putting his political future in question. Uh, President uh, Reuven Rivlin may now ask a rival to try assemble a coalition, which is difficult to do because they don't have enough people. And uh, the, the only way they could get enough people would be to include uh, the Palestinian group, which is only a few people, but it would be enough to put them over. But no Israelis want to do that. Uh, yeah, Yair Lap Lapid, uh, interesting name, Lapid. Uh, there's Lapid Lazuli, which is a type of stone found only in Israel. Um, Yair Lapid, uh, leader of the centrist Yesh Atid party, and Nat uh, Naftali Bennett, head of the right-wing Yamina party, spoke to uh, Mr. Rivlin this morning, but there remains a risk of the country having to hold a general election for the fifth time in only two years. They can't seem to get together. Now, imagine if Congress, okay, so you know now it's a 50-50 Congress, but the uh, the Democrats are in charge, a 50-50 Senate, So, but the Democrats are in charge, so the deciding vote goes to uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Now, imagine if there were like five parties, 
And a couple of parties got together and had 49 votes. And then a couple of uh, other parties got together and had 47 votes. None of them would have 50 votes to form a government. That's sort of like what's going on here. Anyway, uh, and, and I think I, I said a, a couple of months ago that this is what's going to happen, that, that they are going to have to have another vote. If you remember a story I did about this a while back, a while back. Uh, moving on. In November 2020, uh, while the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine was still in its trial phase, Israel contracted to purchase 10 million vaccine units from the British, uh, from um, uh, AstraZeneca. Um, <clears throat> Jerusalem has since decided it will not use the vaccines, relying instead on the more expensive Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Israel, of course, is a, uh, the first country to be entirely vaccinated of its Israeli people. <clears throat> Remember, there's a little caveat there. Uh, but the millions of doses are on their way. And Israel is not sure what it's going to do with all those doses of uh, the AstraZeneca va- vaccine. Corona- coronavirus, uh, coronavirus czar uh, Nashman Ash said the, that Israel was looking into the possibility of diverting the vaccines to other countries and has hinted that the doses might even be thrown away if they arrive. Really? Really now? Is that what you want to do with the doses, Israel? This talk of tossing the vaccines might well be bureaucratic posturing to send a message to other Israeli government ministries. But there's no question that the fate of millions of doses remain up in the air and the lives of millions of Palestinians. Only 1% of Palestinians have been vaxxed. Only 1%. Make no mistake, this is Israel still wanting to wipe out the Palestinians. Israel is out of control and needs to be spanked by the ICC, uh, the International Criminal Court. The ICC is already found against Israel and how they treat Palestinians. This is just going to make it worse. And I'm sick and tired of Israel pulling this crap. They need to take care of the people inside their borders, no matter who they are. Absolutely. Israel is a problem with human rights abuses. And every time you call them out, they say, oh, no, no, you're an anti-Semite. You're just a Nazi. No, you're the ones acting like Nazis this time. Anyway, enough of that rant. Moving on. Uh, The effects of Brexit are, you know, rearing their ugly heads. (laughs) And it's not looking good for the UK. Uh, Tomorrow... Uh, regional votes could expose uh, the divides further, and the parliamentary election taking place in Scotland could even set the stage for a second referendum of independence for Scotland, becoming its uh, own separate country again. Um, uh, tensions flaring between the four nations uh, that uh, may uh, make up the kingdom, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland, there, there's a resurgent threat that the union could disintegrate. Uh, This is all because of Brexit. Scotland has started dealing with the EU, independent of the UK. Uh, They did not think Britain acted in their best interest. Now, uh, Nicola Sturgeon's Scottish National Party, the SNP, uh, uh, how they fare in tomorrow's election could largely determine how easily 
it can galvanize public opinion and pursue another referendum, and that would be for independence. Uh, the party is uh, predicted to achieve a, a, a parliamentary majority in the vote. Not a big majority, but a little bit of a majority. And that's according to the latest polling. Uh, the same polling carried out by uh, Opinion also found that support for a second Scottish independence referendum remain, remains divided down the middle at 50-50. Once, don't knows are excluded. Uh, it's down from 51 to 49 uh, in the uh, poll. Uh, the, the poll sampled only 1,000 uh, just over a thousand Scottish voters between April 28th and May 3rd. Uh, watch tomorrow whether the SNP, which is the Scottish National Party, whether the SNP, uh, which is the staunch, staunchest advocate of independence, will need the support of the Green Party in its bid for a second independence vote. And by the way, this will give the Green if the Green Party joins with the SNP. This could give the Green Party a lot of power, which could really affect some change in the region. This would be interesting. You know, politics, man. Politics. I just love politics. I'm, I'm such a geek. <laughs> <clears throat> now with uh, Russia, China, Russia, China, China, Russia, China, Russia news. Um, the Philippines has rejected an annual summer fishing ban imposed by China and the dispute, disputed uh, South China Sea and encourage its boats to keep fishing in the country's territorial waters. Uh, the fishing moratorium imposed by China since 1999 runs from May 1st to August 16th and covers areas of the South China Sea as well as other waters off China. The Philippines South China Sea Task Force said in a statement uh, late uh, yesterday, which I guess was day before yesterday, um, the fishing uh, ban does not apply to our fishermen. That's what they said. Uh, Manila, uh, which refers to the area as the uh, West Philippine Sea, has for years been in dispute over Beijing's sweeping claims of sovereignty over the uh, South China Sea which is the same as the <laughs> as the West Philippine Sea. Um, an international tribunal in 2016 invalidated China's claims, but China has rejected the ruling. I would watch for the U.S. to send a destroyer into the area to protect Philippine vessels. That would be the smart thing to do, Joe Biden. Moving on to more China, China, China. New Zealand's parliament announced uh, 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 unanimously declared uh, today, which is yesterday, of course, that severe human rights abuses were taking place against Uyghur people in China's Xinjiang region, spurring the Chinese embassy to decree the move as interference in international affairs. <laughs> decry, decree, decry, whatever. Decry. Look, let's go with decry. I think that's the proper pronunciation. All parties discussed and supported a motion by New Zealand's smaller ACT party, but only after it was uh, revised to drop the word genocide from the text. The ACT's uh, deputy leader, Brooke Van Vedden, said she had to insert the phrase severe human rights abuses 
uh, in place of genocide in order to secure the approval of the ruling uh, Labour Party uh, led by uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. By the way, uh, Jacinda Ardern, she's planning on getting married this, this uh, I guess, that's going to be, I was going to say this summer, but I guess it's going to be this winter for them. Um, uh, Van Velden added, our conscience demands that if we believe there is genocide, we should say so. Yeah, well, not if you want to get the support of uh, conservatives, I guess. They're being conservative on, on calling China out. Um, China, which denies all accusations of rights abuses in the far western region uh, of uh, Xinjiang, expressed strong dissatisfaction and firm opposition to the motion. Uh, its em- embassy in Wellington said in a statement, <clears throat> Using Xinjiang-related issues to pressure China is futile and will only undermine mutual trust between the two sides. Resistance is futile. Where have I heard that before? Uh, It added, it was a gross interference in internal affairs. Gross interference in internal affairs. Gross interference in internal affairs. Interference in internal affairs. China says that all the time, don't they? When they kill their own people, they say, hey, you can't stop us from killing our own people. They use that term quite often. Moving on. To the bugpocalypse. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, there was a study uh, published yesterday in the journal Frontiers and Environmental Science Research. Uh, researchers at the University of Maryland, as well as uh, the advocacy groups Friends of the Earth U.S. and the Center for Biological Diversity were behind what they say is the largest, most comprehensive review of the impacts of agricultural pesticides on soil organisms ever conducted. Uh, Now, I went to the University of Maryland, and they were traditionally an agricultural university. Uh, They had uh, fields all over the place, on the, what would that be, the north side of campus. Uh, But now it's all parking lots. Uh, I believe uh, they had farmland where uh, they did research a few miles north in Beltsville in tandem with the National Agricultural Research Center, but I could be mistaken. Um, Anyway, the the study's authors warned uh, the analyzed pesticides pose a grave danger to invertebrates that are essential for biodiversity, healthy soil, and carbon sequestration to fight the climate emergency. And U.S. regulators aren't focused on on, uh, these threats they were concerned about. Uh, Donnelly added, study after study indicates uh, the unchecked use of pesticides across hundreds of millions of acres each year is poisoning the organisms critical to maintaining healthy soils. I agree, I agree, I agree 100%. Bug poop. Whoever knew it? I mean, if, if you have a, a, a square meter and there's uh, a thousand, is a thousand? Yeah, a thousand bugs in that square meter and you've killed off 75% of them, that's a 75% uh, reduction in uh, bug poop, which uh, fertilizes the soil. So, hey, uh, we're, we're killing soil. Anyway, uh, 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 continued uh, saying, 
Yet our regulators have been ignoring the harm to these important ecosystems for decades. Beetles and springtails have enormous impacts on the porosity of soil and really get hammered, and earthworms are definitely getting hit as well. He said, a lot of people don't know that most bees nest in soil, so that's a major pathway of exposure for them. Um, a growing body, uh, like, like carpenter bees, um, they eat old wood that's in the soil. A growing uh, body of research has also revealed the extent of insect loss in recent decades, with a major assessment last year showing that there has been a nearly 25% decrease of land-dwelling bugs like ants, butterflies, and grasshoppers over the past 30 years. Uh, the experts behind the analysis pointed to not only pesticides, but also uh, habitat loss and light pollution, and noise pollution for that matter. Uh, the roadmap's key recommendations include curbing, planet heating emissions, limiting light, water, and noise pollution, preventing the introduction of invasive and alien species, and cutting back on the use of synthetic pesticides and fertilizers. Uh, while the solutions are clear, according to researchers, the chemical industry is standing in the way. Monsanto, what a shock. Um, and 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 let me let me use this chance right now to call you out again, Bill Nye, you piece of crap. Moving on. Uh, the Facebook Oversight Board today upheld uh, the suspension of former President Trump's account for uh, four months after Facebook suspended him following the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, but the board said it was not appropriate for Facebook to impose the indeterminate and standardless penalty of indefinite suspension. Uh, the board said that Facebook's normal policies include removing the violating content, imposing a time-bound uh, period of suspension, or permanently disabling the page and account. Facebook now must review the matter within six months, opening the door for possible return of Trump. Uh, the board also ruled that Facebook uh, must come up with clear, necessary, and proportionate policies that promote public safety and respect freedom of expression. Uh, this oversight board was made by Facebook and paid for by Facebook. Basically, it's an internal oversight, and basically the board said that Facebook has to define their roles better so they can look at it again in the future. Uh, have you seen the, the picture of uh, uh, Biden visiting um, the Carters? The Bidens visiting the Carters? And, and the, the Carters are sitting in their chairs and Bidens are, are on either side of them. Have you seen that picture? You got you to look at it on the internet. It's pretty cool. And, and they used a wide-angle lens, which makes the Bidens look like giants. giants. Uh, that's the meme going around the internet. Are the Bidens giants? Well, uh, the, uh, Joe Biden is two inches taller than uh, uh, Jimmy Carter, and Jill Biden is an inch taller than um, uh, Mrs. Carter. Oh, what, what is her name? I forgot her first name. Uh, uh, she's an inch taller. But they look like they're eight feet and five feet. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty insane picture. But the key is to look at the full picture. If you look at... Um, uh, whose is it? I believe it's, is it Jimmy Carter's feet? I believe. Well, uh, if you, if you look at the feet coming off of the chairs, 
you see they get really gigantic getting closer to the lens. And that's how you can tell that it's the wide-angle lens that's, that's doing this. And, it, and it's uh, uh, making them look like eight-foot giants compared to five-foot-tall uh, dwarves, I suppose. Um, anyway, is that it? That's it. Man, I so appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, uh, thanks for listening. Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. A little bit long today, 29 minutes. I I apologize. I try and get it under 20 minutes every day, but sometimes there's a little bit more, and sometimes I end up ranting some, and I, I did a little bit of ranting today, just like I did yesterday. Anyway, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, bring someone along with you tomorrow if you can. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.